The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Commercial Range. Pajero Executive, Pajero Commercial, Outlander Business and new L200. All with a leading five-year commercial warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie Michael Graham, please tell me that is <laughs> that is a parody, is it? Is that actually the Trump election? I'll never, I'll never confess. I will never confess. But listeners to the natural truth here in the States heard me jump on the Trump train with a little uh, scenario that we did on the air. We have a lot of fun. Look, we, uh, here in America, uh, actual small government, individual conservatives like myself are starting to admit it's Trump's world. We're just living in it. You know, what can I do? <laughs> that Trump train, and, I presume, is fine as long as you're not Muslim, I presume, is it? <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, it depends on what car you want to sit in. They've got the I hate Mexicans car. They've got the I hate <laughs> Muslims car. The very small I hate Muslim Mexicans car. I think that's just a seat. Yeah, that and is a small And then there's the just everyone who thinks that Ted Cruz is an as we pay. So, you know, there's all kinds of spaces on the Trump train. But whatever, it's rolling over me, man. You know, that's um, all I can say. Come here, Sarah Palin. Uh, remember her a blast in the past uh, re- sort of came back into the, 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 the spotlight uh, right. endorsing uh, Trump's candidacy is that a good thing for Trump or a bad thing? No, it helps Trump because um, the, the, the traditionally speaking and, and I, I just wanted to say first of all I I have no idea what's going on in American politics. I've never seen anything like this. You guys have some cra- some interesting stuff, some ahistoric stuff happening in Europe too. Uh, in the United States, my entire adult lifetime, uh, you had to at least show you were conservative enough to get the nomination. And we've always had a moderate squish establishment that, that shoved their moderate squish candidates down our throat, like Romney, like McCain, mm-hmm. like Bob Dole, like H.W. Um, but you had to at least pretend to be conservative. Donald Trump isn't even trying. And uh, that's why the, Sarah Palin is uh, b- basically she sold him her conservative credentials, particularly with the Tea Party conservatives, because you know, when people think about Donald Trump and they look at his record, they go, that, that's a liberal New York urban businessman. That's not a conservative. But uh, she covers a multitude of sins. And what was happening is that a true conservative, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, was beating Donald Trump in Iowa because he was winning. People were starting to look at the record and go, oh my gosh, this guy's not a conservative. We need a conservative. Well, Sarah Palin just bought Trump the space he needs. And that's why I don't know what's going to happen. No prediction at all. But Mm. she definitely helped create the climate where it's possible that Donald Trump wins the Iowa caucuses in less than two weeks. And if he wins in Iowa, he's almost certain to win in New Hampshire. He's got a big lead there. And then after that, there really doesn't seem to be a space where he wouldn't. In other words, you could see Donald Trump run the table. It kind of comes down to Iowa, which is a weird system, but it's the American system, and there's that. Yeah, uh, is um, is Sarah Palin? I mean, is she still someone? She, you're obviously saying she is someone who carries an influence. Well, she has some influence uh, with uh, certain kind of uh, voters. Uh, uh, you know, people who have a high school degree or less. Um, people who are you're, you're uh, just a snob. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that's that's the demographic. I, I can show you the numbers. Uh, but okay, the, fair enough. And, and I am, and by the way, I am a snob. I really am. Look, here's the deal, and everybody knows this about politics. 
how what percentage of any group of people are people like me who sit around reading political journals yeah. you know and watching debates um, yeah, geeks we're like the us. weirdos yeah, yeah, normal pe- normal people approach decisions through their regular decision making prism you know what's in it for me what makes sense do the things that this guy's telling me line up with what i know to be true in the world and so you're going to have a lot of lower information voters by definition that's just the way the way the world works in the past those people seem to indicate that they thought that my values, my, my politics, you know, my ideas, they believed in them too and wanted and thought they'd make life work. Now what we're getting more is more of a, they see politics, I think, in a more European model where you have a bunch of pe- groups of interests, you know, people with interests, and it's a big economic thunderdome. You just want to send the biggest bully in to beat up the most people and take the most stuff and bring it back to you. And uh, that's not, that has not been the American system in a long time. Okay, let's let's move on to the Oscars. Let's move on to the weirdo way you got. First of all, what is the deal with Ireland and water? You got you turn people's <laughs> hair green in Cork, is that right? Again in County Cork, yes. Do we? Yeah, you're Do turning we? people's hair green. I saw this on the News Talk website. You're turning oh. people's hair green with the water. Okay, uh, are you talking about? And is this a segue to water charges or? Well, it's just it's just it just seems odd. What is for for a uh, a culture that prizes government and keeps telling me over and over again that my evil individualist view for point is you know terrible? What is the most basic service that a government does? It moves water around, and you guys, yeah. I, I, what is with you and the and the water? You know well, what? Is? You know what? We we spent a good twenty minutes talking about water at the start of the program. So I, I I'm I'm really curious about your view on on, on the Oscars because uh, like. Has Will Smith got a point? He, he's, no. he's he's basically said, look, I'm, I'm not going to be there. Tell us what his beef is, first of all. Well, the beef is uh, that his wife jumped into with uh, uh, Spike Lee and others is that because the Oscars are lily white this year, when you look at the big categories, there are no black nominees. Therefore, this is part of the intrinsic, inherent racism in Hollywood. Now, Hollywood is a loony lefty capital of racial, um, uh, they, they support, you know, uh, racial set-asides, they support affirmative action hiring, they support quotas in colleges, but somehow they're racist. And what the uh, counter-argument from Spike Lee and from uh, Jada Pickett-Smith, who's uh, uh, Will Smith's wife, is, well, they're just so racist, they don't even know it, that they can't even, you know, the, the racism is so, is so built in, they don't even see it. And the only time they complain that black actors win uh, or actresses, whatever, win Academy Awards is when they're playing a stereotypical role. So, for example, 12 Years a Slave won a bunch of awards and a bunch of accolades. Well, what do you expect? You know, slavery. You know, <laughs> How come we're not winning awards for whatever? Just, you know, uh, Will Smith playing a lawyer or Will Smith playing a doctor or, or, or Denzel Washington or Morgan Friedman or Lawrence Fishburne or on and on and on. All the many wildly successful actors who are black that I can name. And the answer is because the Academy Awards nominate weird films. They don't nominate films that are popular. They nominate films that are weird, oddball, you know, artsy fartsy films or <laughs> turgid, you know, uh, uh, you know, novels that are brought to life that were boring on paper and even twice as boring on film or historic, st- you know, profound historic stuff. So, for example, uh, the uh, movie about Martin Luther King from last year, I believe it was, uh, got an Academy Award nomination. The movie sucked. It was terrible, but it was important. And mm. so because it was important, it got attention. And so, uh, look, look, here's the real deal. Everyone knows why Will Smith really got into this. He was out of the country 
when his wife announced that, that they were skipping the biggest party of the year, a party that Will Smith would not want to skip because it's a lot of fun, a great time. So he, of course, is married to her. So this, is what, this isn't about Oscars being racist. This is about Will Smith being whipped. I don't know if you guys have that phrase. In yeah, Ireland we do. Or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, whipped. I am aware Absolutely. of what it means. Yeah. Yes. He know, you know, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And uh, he wants to get on board the love train and keep it going down the tracks. <laughs> and uh, he knows that if he, does, if he puts up a fuss. Because look, how, every guy in the sound of my voice has at some point sat through some horrible movie you did not want to watch because some girl wanted to go because you're hoping it would work out at yeah. the end. You've gone to some, uh, how many guys, seriously, go to any political rally at Trinity, and I guarantee you, half the crowd is women who really care about the issue. Half the crowd are guys who are holding their signs, hoping that they'll score afterwards. So yeah. this is just what guys okay. do, you know. For yeah, women, of course, never make any compromises uh, for men. But no, well, okay, I they take make the a point. compromise of a different kind. Yeah, yeah. Know, <laughs> later on, exactly. I mean, um, the, the mere fact that they're with us is a compromise. Yeah, exactly. It's like, right. listen, be, before I let you go, um, the, the 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 British used to run a, a kind of a, a regular in their in their tabloids, a kind of a do they mean us uh, about what sort of foreign press said about British people. We're, we're making headlines in Ireland uh, in the uh, in the New York Times. Oh, yes, with the uh, debate over your uh, Catholic-run, quote, public school system and the baptism barrier, which I'd never heard of that before. I, I, I knew that the Catholic Church, you know, had a big role in your schools. I didn't realize how big it was. All I got to say is from, uh, Americans don't even know how to process this. The idea that someone would check on your baptism status before you went to a local public school is just insane. The idea that you would do religious education in the sense of advocating a religious view is completely insane. It, it's so anti-First Amendment for us. We, we I, I don't, you, you might as well be on Mars. Mm. And yet, and yet, you know, could, could, a, could somebody win the US presidency if they came out and said, you know what, I don't believe in God? Right now, no. So, I don't think so. I mean, well, look, I mean, not that people care. I mean, uh, Barack Obama is a fundamentally a secularist. You know, no one believes he has any real religious views, but he felt the need to go to Reverend Wright's church for 20 years as part of his political strategy. Yeah. You know, Donald Trump, I don't know if you saw Donald Trump quoting from his favorite book in the Bible, Two Corinthians, which, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Two Corinthians? <laughs> I missed something here. Yeah, two Corinthians walk into a bar. Two Corinthians, three kings. I almost got a full house, you know. Uh, apparently, he also supports the two amendment to the Constitution of the United States. But, um, you know, he's not a God guy. No. But, I, but here's the deal. Even Americans of devout faith are horrified by the idea that you would have a government-run religious school because yeah. they know government would screw it up. If you put government in the business of teaching people religious faith— you know, the uh, a number of people who are practicing Catholics and Christians would plunge by 50% because they'd run the schools the same way they run their water system, mm. i.e. Okay. they don't. Okay. And um, listen, one last text before you go. Um, number of people saying, tell Michael two words before talking to us on water, Flint, Michigan. Yeah, I agree completely. I agree. And, and the difference is in County Cork, you only end up with green hair. You don't end up with uh, lead poisoning. Yeah. It's a terrible story. And it is a reminder that government stinks and it stinks at every level. And this is what I tell people who are pro-government you know, hacks like most of Europe is. In this Flint, Michigan story, there were federal and state officials as people, forget offices, forget you know rules, people who knew for months that little kids were drinking lead-filled water and they said nothing. Mm. I couldn't do that. If I knew, if, if I, I'm not from Flint, 
If I was driving through and happened to find out, whatever, picked up a hitchhiker and found out, oh my God, people, I would feel the need to run to the newspapers to say, look, people are drinking. These were government paid officials who went to work every day for six months while children were being poisoned and literally did not say a word to those families or to the city to stop it. Yeah, and that's, that's everything you need to know about government. Government is about government first and people later. All right, we'll leave it there. Michael Graham, uh, thanks indeed for joining us. You can hear Michael at this time every Friday. Back in a moment on the Friday Right Hook.